0: Hey everybody! Thank you so much for tuning in. Hey everybody! Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the future is now. We are on episode eleven, I believe now, which is kind of crazy to think about. Um, it's been so fun, you know, this last season of starting this podcast. Um, I've heard feedback from you guys, and so again, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in to listening. Um, you know, it's fun talking to people that about different episodes. It's fun making connections, and so. We actually, this past week, um, I was on vacation and I got an email notification that the Future Is Now podcast got ranked 200, number 208, first time on the charts on the Christian and faith podcast. And so I just want to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, being a part of this. It really is my heart to just help and provide resources and get amazing people onto this platform to be able to share their knowledge. And so um, today we actually don't have a guest today is going to be just me, Jess Spencer. Um, You know, coming back on vacation, I was journaling a lot on the airplane. I don't know about you guys, but um, the airplane is like the holy place for me. For for whatever reason, I always think a lot on the airplane. I always have a lot of thoughts. I journal. And so um, coming back on the airplane, I just really felt something pressing on my heart, something I was thinking about in terms of leadership. And uh, initially, it was actually going to be a message. I was preparing a message, um, but I just felt like the Spirit was uh, leading me to, to talk about it Um, sooner rather than later. And so um, I decided that we were going to talk about it in this specific episode. And what we're going to talk about today, I don't think it's going to be too long of an episode, but what we're going to talk about today is trust. Um, Trust is a huge aspect of leadership. I mean, it's a it's a huge aspect of life in general, if you think about it. I mean, you give trust to people every single day, and it's something that you rely on in terms of the the health of your relationships, the health of um, your community when you're in business, whether you're leading a team. It's all about building trust. Because if you can't trust the people around you, then you're gonna have a hard time doing. Anything for that matter, and so I just feel like in this last season, trust is something that has been, um, frankly, taken away from a lot of people based on events that are happening in our world, based on um, you know the the global pandemic. You know, we 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 thought we could trust life as we know it normal life and it turns out we couldn't because then we got locked down and shut down for a year and there's just been so much tension lately politically um and that that people think that they can't have trust i mean there's always going to be different size sides of political opinion but this last year if you're following along which you know i think all of us are at some level and even if you're not following along it kind of just like Jumps out at you, but it's the fact that trust is something that a lot of people are losing um, In each other Uh, differing opinions with people is what's losing trust Um, You know, we have a pretty big deal going on with this George Floyd uh, Case right now and because of all these events that have happened in this past year People are having an issue with trust And you know, there's two two schools of thought on this. I think that uh, Some people give trust And some people say, no, 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 you have to earn trust with me. I'm more of on the side of, I I give trust and let you um, prove me wrong. Um, And I'm not sure how that stacks up, whether it's good or bad, but that's just kind of my um, position on how I stand with it. But with trust, I think because it's been taken away in so many different aspects, I think it's caused us to not trust things that we should trust, okay? Okay. Uh, and so that's what we're going to be talking about today in terms of leadership, um, in terms of your faith, your walk with the Lord, but more so in how you're leading and how you're seeing the world. Your worldview is the aspect of what can I trust and what can I not? Um, because what I don't want to happen is I don't want us to get blinded by pain or bad experiences and then generalize that to everything else. You know, I, I love the analogy. This is the, I love this analogy um, that I heard a while ago. It's basically talking about how if, you know, a wolf or a deer—actually, let's go with a deer. Deer's kinder, not as vicious. But if a deer gets caught in barbed wire, um, it's actually really dangerous to go and try and help the deer because what the deer—the deer is feeling so much pain being stuck in barbed wire that even if you try and help— All it's associating itself with is pain that it's feeling and then it sees you trying to help. And so it'll actually be really aggressive and defensive and almost kick you and push you away. And so you can actually get really hurt um, trying to help a wounded animal because the animals don't understand the difference between what's hurting them and what's helping them. And what happens, I think, a lot of times uh, in our lives is that we can go through painful experiences. Um, We can have people break trust. We can have people that hurt us. And if we're not careful, if we don't guard our heart, what happens is that pain and that hurt all of a sudden turns not into an experience, but it turns into a perspective of the world. It's not an isolated event, but it spreads out across how we see everything. So all of a sudden, I can't trust any relationships. I can't trust any businesses. I can't trust any political leaders. I can't trust any systems. I can't trust anything because of the hurt that we've gone through. But that's not a healthy way to think. It's, um, it's very detrimental. It's very destructive. Uh, it's not a fun way to live at all. And so today um, I'm talking, I want to talk about a couple aspects that we can trust. And this is kind of just what has been on my heart this past week. And so I hope it resonates with somebody. Um, but two things that I believe that people are losing trust with uh, and they need to get that trust back is trust in the Lord and trust in community trust in the Lord and trust in community. Um, you know, I, I've talked with a lot of different people. Um, now we're talking about trusting in the Lord and it, it, trusting in the Lord is, is a funny concept because we read about all the amazing things that God does in scripture. I mean, we read about the miracles. We, we read about the healing, about the delivery, about the joy, about the goodness, about the fruit. Um, but it, it's, kind of interesting that sometimes, I don't know, maybe I'm just a terrible Christian. Maybe I'm just a terrible person, but stick with me here. You might be reading uh, the Bible. You might be reading things that the Lord says about you and you might be thinking, yeah, but I just, I just can't trust it. I just can't believe in it. Maybe uh, for somebody else, that's a great truth. Maybe for somebody else, that's a fact of the matter. But for me, I have a hard time trusting it. And you know, I, I really believe that trust comes with a ladder of different things. So at the top, right, you have the ultimate goal, and we're talking still relationally to the Lord in your relationship with Him, is how can I trust God? In any relationship, the found- you should have trust in your relationships. Well, how do you get that trust? Well, I believe that the trust can be built, a strong foundation to trust is equity, right? What is equity? It means essentially... Um, the relationship that you have with somebody is built on experiences with them and deposits that they've made into your life that prove that they are trustworthy, right? If I have a friend um, and, you know, I have I've a friend that, you know, we've been friends for years, but he's always been there for me. He's always encouraged me. He's always had my back. He's always called me out on stuff. Um, and because of that, I know that I can trust him because it's, it's a proven method, it's a proven formula. And so, That is only available when you allow deposits to happen into your life. And so with my life, what I've noticed is that the more that I allow God to make deposits in my life, the more that I see his faithfulness and the more that I trust his words, it's a progression uh, because sometimes I'll be reading scripture and I'll think to myself, ah, it just doesn't, I don't, I just don't. Feel the truth right and feelings can be deceptive, but then I asked myself the question well Have I been putting myself in a position? Where I actually am experienced the faithfulness of god, you know starting i i've been talking a lot with different people starting this podcast Was uh, it was extremely scary for me to be honest, you know, I, I felt like the lord was calling me to do it I felt like it was the right thing to do But there were still times going to bed at night where I was thinking to myself God, I hope that this is the right thing that I'm doing. Like, I hope, did I make a mistake? Am I, you know, am I out of tune with the spirit? Am I like making a dumb decision? I have a family, I have a mortgage, I have bills. Like, is this the right decision to make? And it's so funny because since starting this podcast, I have experienced the faithfulness and the provision of God like I never have in my entire life. And it's funny because when I put myself in a position, now catch this, When I put myself in a position where I no longer could be successful on my own or provide on my own, and now I need supernatural intervention in my life, all of a sudden, I started seeing God move. And those deposits have caused me to grow in my intimacy with the Lord because now I've experienced it. God is making those deposits in my life. So now when I'm talking to people or I'm reading and it says that God is faithful, I know it because I'm experiencing it in experiencing it real time, right now, and it wasn't always like that, honestly. It wasn't always like that. But when you put God and you're not testing God, but when you follow his voice, you know, and he calls you out of the water like he did with Peter, he talks, you to step out of the boat. Once you take that first step, it's the scariest part. Before you take the first step is the scariest part. But once you take that first step, you start understanding and recognizing the faithfulness of God. It's the same thing about, you know, in, um, in my marriage with Adrian, you know, I could say, Hey, I love you all day long. Hey, I love you. I love you. You know, you're amazing. But if she doesn't experience that in my actions, if she doesn't, if I don't have those deposits for her, then I don't have that equity. And then she can't trust me. You know, um, in our engagement season, we actually had um, in our engagement season, we had someone very close to us and their marriage broke up. And it was really hard for us, but it was very hard for uh, my wife. And, you know, all of a sudden we've, we've been dating for about a year and a half and we had this conversation and she was like, I feel so bad because I just like that now is a reality to me that that can happen in the world. Like divorce happens, like separation happens, like people lose trust with one another. It happens and it scared her. Honestly, it really did scare her. But I looked her in the eye. And I grabbed her hands and I was like, hey, that may have happened to them, but you know me. We've been dating for a year and a half. You know me. You know that I love you. You know that I've shown you that you can trust me, right? And because I had that equity, because I had made all those deposits, there was proof that she could trust. And so what I don't want to happen is I don't want everything in the outside world to be dictating your trust to God. Because sometimes uncertain times can be super stressful on your relationship with the Lord, but know that you are in the world, but God is still a God that provides for you. And you might even be watching this, you know, I'm, might even be thinking, I don't even believe in God, or I, you know, I'm not a Christian, I don't go to church. Whatever it may be, I still want, you know, I still want that point to come across that you can trust God, that he will never fail you. If you put him in a position where you're saying, Lord, I got nothing except for you, he is going to come through. And I've just seen a lot of people start to lose trust with the Lord and they, they're reading and they're not believing, but it's because you can get put into a place of comfort where you're really not living in a way that demands the faithfulness and the inner, supernatural intervention that God can have for your life. So uh, the first thing you know the, about leading, about trusting really essentially is that you can trust the Lord and everything can, f- should stem from that. Um, and then the next thing is trusting your community. Now, this is a very, very big one. Um, this is a big one that's been on my heart that I've been thinking about a lot is that, uh, this last year has been so isolating. Obviously it's been so, so isolating that a lot of people have lost trust in their community or they, they don't think that community is necessary. Um, and listen, whatever, everything that I'm saying is a lot of times on the podcast, I'll have a guest and I'm asking them the majority of questions that's very open. And so now you're getting, you know, pretty candid opinions about what I think about things. And so, um, bear with me, this is just my opinions and my thoughts. You don't have to agree, but I just feel like the last year has isolated us so much because it forced us to be away from one another. Um, but because of that, some of us have gotten a little bit used to it. And we're not understanding the damaging effects that isolation has on us because isolation is not a one-day destructive characteristic. Isolation is not an event that happens in a day that's going to ruin your life. However, isolate creates environments and mindsets in you that in the long run, right, two months, three months, six months, it's going to be very damaging to the way that you see life, you see other people, and you see God. I truly believe that, that it's not going to take you out in a day, but maybe years from now, something's going to develop if we live in a way that's isolated. A community is so healthy, like the right type of community. You might have been part of community and you're like, yo, this community sucked, which I'm sorry. Sometimes people just suck. We live in a world where you hope that people are great, but any one person will fail you at least one, at, at some point. Right? Because we're all human and we all have flaws. But community, when it's supposed to function as it functions, is so beneficial to you. And we cannot forsake that aspect. Uh, One of my favorite studies, one of my favorite things I've ever read is called the Rosetto effect. And so, what the Rosetto effect is, is there was um, a professor, and he was head of medicine at the University of Oklahoma, I believe. And basically there's this small town in Rosetto, Pennsylvania, and this small town in Rosetto, Pennsylvania was filled with, uh, Italian immigrant community. So a bunch of, um, Italian, and this is in like the, I believe the fifties or sixties. And so a bunch of Italians started, um, coming to America from Italy, but it was one specific town and they all traveled together into America. And what happened is they developed this community. They all, uh, moved into the same city, Rosetto in Pennsylvania. And it was an anomaly because... Uh, You you know, there's regular Pennsylvania, you know, American culture. But then in this one subculture, it was completely Italian. They brought over all of their um, culture, their traditions, their way of living. And it was very contrary to the way that Americans lived at the time. Um, You know, uh, Italians, I'm married to an Italian woman in an Italian family. And let me tell you, it is drastically different than my family. Everybody's in each other's business all the time. It's like, hey, what did you do today? Hey, I heard this, you know, it's like all life events and it's amazing because it's like people really do, um, want to be a part of somebody's life. Like you have family dinner and everybody's there and cousins and aunts and uncles. And it's just, it's just the way that Italian culture is. And it's really cool. Um, and so if you didn't know in the 1950s and sixties, heart disease was rampant. Like at the time, they didn't really have the understanding of like cholesterol, right? Um, and it's so funny how medicine evolves. But they didn't really have the concept of like cholesterol, what, what um, affects heart disease. So in males like 50 and up, heart disease was just rampant. There were so many people dying of heart attacks and whatnot. And so one day, the uh, head professor of medicine at the University of Oklahoma was approached by uh, the town doctor of Rosetto. And this town doctor of Rosetto said, hey, um, I have noticed that there is virtually no heart disease in our town of rosetta and it just doesn't make sense with the national statistic in america so obviously this head of medicine at the university of oklahoma was intrigued and um, so he started doing studies and he did this entire study of this town in rosetta he looked at their diets well, it turns out the Italian diet was a lot worse than the average American diet, okay? Um, so it wasn't the diet and they were just going through, um, you know, maybe geographically where they came from. Maybe there was a, something that they brought from Italy, but that wasn't the case. Um, it wasn't that either. Everything was same. They did, they did tests, they did blood work, all of this. And it wasn't genetics. It wasn't genetics. Um, and so the conclusion that they came to, and this is so insane to me. The conclusion that they came to was that the only factor that virtually eliminated heart disease, heart attacks in this community of Rosetto was community. It was the way that they lived life together. See, neighbors would go across to neighbors. They would have dinner. They laughed together. They cried together. It was the aspect of community, true community. The fact that I knew that my, the neighbor to my right, the neighbor to my left had my back, it was that level of community that drastically reduced the stress in people's lives. It drastically reduced the minds uh, or um, it drastically reduced the pressures in people's minds. The mental health was skyrocketing because of the community. And the, the, the study literally says, and this wasn't um, approved in medical journals for a long time because they're like, you're crazy, but it finally was. And they really said that community was nourishment. Okay. That's a pretty big deal. Community was nourishment. It wasn't the vitamins they were taking. You know, they weren't popping pills, vitamin D, all this calcium. No, it was community that caused them to be healthier than Americans. And that is crazy to me that there is a physical benefit to community. There is also a spiritual benefit to community. Okay, there is a mental benefit, a psychological benefit to community. Why? Because God created us to be in community. God created us to live with one another. And some people, you know, I saw so many people just basically saying that um, there's not a difference, right? Between and this, I'm not trying to get political, but there's not a difference between, you know, concerts, there's not a difference with churches, there's not a difference with events of gatherings and no gatherings. There is, there is a difference, right? There is a difference. It's not only, we're not just talking about scripture here. We're talking about science. There is a health benefit that comes when you live in community. And a big part of community, I think, is accountability. Um, because the enemy would love, like the devil would love us to live in isolation. I mean, that's his goal, is to get us isolated. And I spoke about this a little bit ago, but isolation, um, it has a way of creating realities in our mind that aren't real right? Um, I I kind of uh, use the analogy of like when you're in a dark room and your eyes start to adjust a little bit and, you know, you might be falling asleep, but your eyes are adjusting and then you see like a figure and it's actually like if you were to just take a breath and think you'd obviously know that that was your dresser. But in the moment, it's like, is there a person in my room, right? You're panicking or like you just create things in your mind that aren't true. And that's what exactly what isolation does. Is it causes you to be alone with your thoughts and let the enemy sneak in lies. And when you have nobody around you that can say, "Dude, that's not true. You're fine, right? You're okay, like you're you're worth something." All of a sudden we see this pandemic of not just COVID, but this pandemic of people that um are thinking terrible things about themselves and thinking about realities that aren't true. I mean, the the statistics have come out that suicide rates were skyrocketing during the isolation because of the COVID lockdowns and because people couldn't go out. Like, these are facts that we can't deny, and we have to understand that community is healthy. But some people don't trust community because they've been burnt by community, okay? And there's a difference between being burnt by people and understanding that that is a event that happened that doesn't necessarily represent the entire spectrum of community like i said when it's functioning how it's supposed to function it's so great and it's so beneficial to you and it's funny because accountability is something that um, is the essence one of the essences of community is accountability people that call you out right people to say hey you're being stupid or Um accountability works both ways right accountable to your thoughts You know, I think something that's not true and I verbalize it and adrian's like hey, you know, that's not true It keeps me grounded Um, On the other hand when i'm acting a stupid way or i'm doing a stupid decision or i'm thinking something stupid Like I always do because i'm human and that'll come out of me But adrian or my close friends will say hey, you're being stupid. You should probably not do that here's why Uh, Because I can, individuals, rationalize everything. But when we have community in our lives for accountability, that is where we find that success. Um, And it's funny because we are called, now listen to this, we are called to link arms with one another, with the person on our left and our right. We're called to link arms. But instead, it's easier for us to ignore accountability and keep people at arm's distance Now, what that means is a lot of people were arguing and confused and frustrated that this COVID thing happened and we have to keep six feet away from one another. That's so stupid. And yet the government just mandated something that we may have been doing internally for years, right? Like, you get what I'm saying here? Like, we have kept people at arm's distance internally for years. And accountability is something that is not fun to talk about. It's not sexy. It's not um, really cool to be accountable, to admit that you need help because you're not as strong as you think you are. But it's the one thing that will cause you to have the next level of relationship with the Lord and the next uh, level of success in whatever you're doing. You want success in your business. You want success in your marriage. You want success in your relationships. You want success um, in the things that you're doing in this world. Get accountability because you need it. Sorry to offend. I need it. You need it. Everybody needs accountability because sometimes we're just not as strong as we think we are. And that's another heartbeat of community. It's encouragement and it's accountability. And you can't have one without the other. And so those are just some things that I was thinking about um, the other day, honestly. Like this is a pretty fresh thought to be honest, but I just wanted to just talk about um, the importance of that because uh, when we can trust community, Right? When we can trust the Lord, that will cause us to have a posture that allows us to lead at the capacity that God is calling us to lead. And so um, today, make an inventory of your life. I mean, le- like seriously, take inventory of your life. Sit down and say, okay, do I trust God? Do I really trust God? When I read these words, do I trust Him? If you don't, then that might be more of an intimacy issue where you really have to start working on that one-on-one relationship time with God. Because when you let yourself experience who he is, you'll know that you can trust him. And number two is, do you trust community? Don't say you haven't been affected by this past year. We all have. If you're saying that you haven't been affected by it, then you're hiding or you're avoiding something. We've all been affected. So write down on a piece of paper, how has this year affected me in my trust issues with community? Um, You know, Am I, do I still surround myself with people? Do I still allow accountability in my life? Like real accountability, not fake accountability, real accountability. Do I allow that in my life? Uh, do I have a distasteful attitude towards community? Ask yourself these questions because it's really important that we take inventory and we understand um, that without trust, it's really hard to build something meaningful and something that'll last. So, honestly, Thank you again for tuning in to this episode of The Future is Now. Um, I, re- I would really encourage you, if you haven't yet, leave a review um, a- and rate it wherever you're at, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I'd really appreciate it. If you're on YouTube, make sure that um, you're subscribing to the channel. Um, share this with one of your friends if you think that it would benefit them. Um, share it across you know, your social media platforms, whatever that may be. But again, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for being on this journey with me. In um, trying to just provide some great information for people, um, and so I'm excited for the the guests that are coming up. Um, I'm having conversations right now with a couple of different people, and I'm really excited to have them on the podcast. But for now, just have a good day. Make sure that you're taking inventory of your life. You're choosing to get better every single day. Obviously, you may not be where you're at, but we can take steps every day to get to where we want to go. And so until then, until next week, I'm excited about the episodes coming up. But thank you so much for watching. The future is now, and we'll see you next time.